Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. Goddamn Vikings! Nobody misses the extra point. So they had to do one little kick and now I'm ruined? No bitch to me. Bet with your head. No over it. What's happening, guys? Welcome to The Juice, the serious gambling podcast for the not-so-serious weekend gambler. I am your host. My name is Memphis. Uh, you can follow me at DWZ Memphis. Got a lot to recap this week, so I'll jump right into the information at hand. First of all, our show, The Dynasty War Zone, that's the show that I host. It comes out on Thursdays. In the case of this past week, it came out on Friday, had a little scheduling uh, issue. Speaking of, I'll get to that in just a second as it relates to this show, but you can find it here on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. So you just simply go to Player Profiler. It gets loaded in at 5 p.m., like I said, typically on Thursday, this week on Friday. Same thing with the podcast. The podcast launches at 6 a.m. on Thursdays normally. This week, I happened to launch on Friday, so appreciate all the support over there. And again, we have our own network. We have our own shows. We're doing rookie content already for the 2024 rookie class. Tons of Dynasty content. That's Dynasty Warzone. So if you're subscribed to Player Profiler, bless you. Thank you for being a supporter of what Matt and the team here at Player Profiler have built. And uh, please consider giving us a follow. I would really super appreciate it as long as a review. So that's what's going on. The schedule of this show. So I will be back next Friday. No problem. No hurry. No hut. No no fuss. The following Friday, Friday the twentieth, I will be traveling back from fall break. So the juice will actually air sometime Saturday morning early. I'll do all the prep work. I'll do all the research, and I'll immediately make it a podcast for everybody. But. Uh, a slight change of plans for the week of the 20th and the 21st of October. Outside of that, I'm going to be in town. We're going to continue business as usual. And uh, when business is good, you have good business partners. And we have a business partner, a sponsor on this show. It's called Bet Openly. And let's hear uh, someone much more eloquent in the Podfather break that down. Hey, so many ask me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer to peer betting in all states, and you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on Bet Openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be. And now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com. The code is Underworld. Check it out. Yeah, Bet Openly is something that I'm. This is going to sound terrible, but this is how betting works. This is how serious bettors work. You go in, you look to, to pick off rogue numbers. So if you go in and you're like, whoa, um, Kirk Cousins passing prop on bet openly. Someone's got it at 330. 
You know, I, I think he's going to go under. And then you could get at 330 on bet openly. Then you could go look for it on underdog on like, say, 280. I'm making all these numbers up. You could get like a nice middle in there, but you got to start with bet openly because you're much more likely to find a rogue or an out of line number there than you would with your traditional sports book. One last piece of business, if you will, I want to promote the game plan. That's with my boy, Matty Kiwum. It's a show where he tackles everything fantasy, everything football. He brings on guests. It's just him. He brings on friends. He had me on a while back. I don't want to say it was May, and it's been like four and a half, five months ago, and Matt, I'm due to come back on, but it sounds just like that. It's a, it's a great show. We actually had a great business concepts as it relates to fantasy football and dynasty fantasy football. So if you're into unique podcasts with great guests, check out the game plan with my boy, Matty Kiwoom. All right. Uh, let's go into it. Let's let's jump into last week. Wasn't a good week. Wasn't a bad week. Pickums were terrible. Survivor, we got there. The player props were two and one. Overall, it wasn't a horrible week across everything on the season. The record is 15, 17, and one. So just treading water right now. But you know, I don't feel too bad. I listen to a lot of gambling podcasts, and I can I could name off some podcasts where the hosts are significant units down. Uh, I'm a serious amateur. Uh, I've had some good weeks. I've had some bad weeks. Most pro bettors don't bet five games against the spread. I do it from a contest perspective. Remember, it's in the intro of the show. Bet with your head, not over it. But let's recap Survivor. Love Survivor. Going into week five, we are alive. So just to recap, if you are new here, we started week one. The Washington Commandos, they tried to kill us. They, they, they tried to ruin the season. They held off the Arizona Cardinals. They won week two. The Giants almost did kill us against those same Cardinals, and but they didn't. But they didn't. They 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 managed to squeak it out, backdoored it. Doesn't matter. A W is a W as it relates to Survivor. The Seahawks week three, minimal sweat, nothing too crazy there. They they continue to uh, to take care of us. And then last week the Niners, the Niners last week were the number one most popular pick per circa. Circa runs the largest Survivor pool in the world. They had something like 19, um, excuse me, 1,200. If you want to be technical, the 49ers per circa had 1,197 of the entrants remaining on the 49ers. The Eagles and the Chargers almost blew it. The Eagles and the Chargers were the second and the third respective most picked to be the survivor last week. They obviously got there. Um, some teams didn't, you know, the Steelers I see on their list, they, they did not, they got a few people, the saints, um, not me. I, I was a 49ers guy, didn't love their schedule, but again, the point is survive. I will always break this down. I'll give you the math as it relates to what's going on at Circa. Again, they had 9,267 entrants. They are currently, as we speak, they are down to 2,380 three participants left alive that have survived to this point. Everybody paid a thousand bucks and the first place prize is $8 million. So what's that mean? It means that if you were one of the 2,383 remaining entrants, your equity, your, your entry, you bought it for a thousand. Currently it's worth $3,357. Now, again, could you sell it on a site like matchbook? 
I think you could. I think if you put it on some gambling websites, especially if you lived in Vegas, you'd probably have no problem getting two grand, twenty five hundred. I think there's I think there's some good some good matchups along the way. So I wouldn't be moving my equity in a survivor contest. I, I'm obviously still alive in mine. The picks that I give here on the show are the ones that I'm entering in my personal survivor contest. But let's look at this week's. Let's look at this week's entrance and options for survivor. So I have four again, four options this week that I was mulling over. And uh here they go. The first one, Denver hosting the Jets. Okay. Um, early in the offseason, I initially had Atlanta over Houston uh, when I was doing my initial sheet. Remember a couple of weeks ago on YouTube, I showed the sheet and I, I had Houston and Atlanta as one of interest. I'll get into that in a sec. Miami hosting the Giants. That is the biggest point spread on the board this week. That's usually what people go after. And then the Lions hosting Carolina. Um, I'll start with Denver and hosting the Jets. This is less about the Jets and just a lot about Denver being so bad on defense and quote-unquote playing for the honor of Nathaniel Hackett. I think Denver might have found something defensively the second half of last week's comeback against the Bears, but I'm not putting my equity on the line in a survivor contest with Denver. Uh, I was fading Atlanta all summer. Um, They were becoming the darlings of the media, of social media, and they were a popular pick to win the NFC South, but I don't see it. I don't see it now. C.J. Stroud's playing very well, and I think D'Amico Ryans has this team rolling, so I'm not going to go Atlanta. I really like Miami. I actually think if you were to put a percentage chance of this going sideways, I think Miami has the least amount of chance of that happening. But Miami has four more games across this season, including a couple with the Jets. They have New England down in Miami, uh, home to Carolina. The, the Jets have, excuse me, the Miami have some more games on into the season that I really think I would rather use because, again, we're trying to survive, but we're trying to save certain matchups for certain time periods. And then we're down to Detroit. Detroit is the move here. Now, they're at home against one of the most limited offenses that, that I've seen this season. And I just can't see Carolina putting up more than, than 21 points. And I think it'll take a lot more than 21 points to beat this Lions team. You look at a common opponent in this case, that would be Atlanta. Atlanta beat Carolina. And Detroit, in Detroit, pretty soundly beat the, the, the Falcons. I, I think this is a, another good one. And as much fun as the Lions have been, I love Dan Campbell. I love his excited nature. I, I like him as a head coach. I think he's crazy like a fox. I think he's really good at putting together game plans. I mean, people often forget that he, the, the, the learning tree that he sat under was that of Sean Payton and Bill Parcells. He, he's a, a very smart NFL football coach, and he's been around a lot of great coaches in his career. You look at the offensive line, it clearly favors the, the Lions. You look at the defensive line, it favors the Lions. You look at the quarterback, Lions, head coach, Lions. Those are the four things that I look at. And so for me, Survivor's pretty easy this week. Taking the Lions at home to win outright over the Carolina Panthers. It's time for pick and Palooza. And I, some people just can't stand prosperity. 
And I must be one of those people. I, I, I just must not like prosperity. You know, week three, I went four and one after going three, one and one in week two. And then I've bookended it. I went one and four. I went one and four. Not great. I currently on the season in my pick'em contest. I'm sitting at nine, ten, and one. Nine, ten, and one. I'm 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 basically dead even for the season as it relates to pick'ems against the spread. Picking five against the spread is very difficult. I proved that last week. Uh, I'm I'm going to get into a little uh, asterisk here in a minute, but I'll just jump into my recap from last week. I had. The, the Steelers beating Houston, uh, at some point, I've got to stop fading Houston. Um, they're off my survivor teams to pick on list. Um, I've replaced them with Carolina. I'm not picking on Arizona as much. Houston's solid, and I, I'm not surprised. D'Amico Ryans is, is a good head coach, and he was a good coach before he ever took the head coach job in Houston. He was a good D.C. for... For the 49ers, there was rumors that you know a lot of teams wanted to hire him. So I'm not surprised Houston's playing well. He's a good head coach. That was a loss, and the Steelers just looked bad. Uh, the Bengals, goodness gracious. I thought after that Monday night win against the Rams, it would spur some, some mojo, some energy. They would get that, that ball rolling down the hill. It'd pick up momentum, and it didn't. The Bengals came out flatter than a plate of piss. And, you know, the, the Titans, to their credit, took it to them. And that game was never close. The Bengals were laying two and a half, and I think they lost by 24. So that's a 27-point swing against the spread. I didn't upgrade the Titans tremendously. I just downgraded the Bengals quite a bit. The third L on the card, I don't know what the hell I was thinking backing Daniel Jones. I think it's that I believe a lot in Brian Dayball, and I'm still continuing to be pessimistic and and speculative of the Seahawks. I got to get past it. They lost a tough division game at home to the Rams. They're three and one, and I got to quit giving this Giants team and Brian Dayball credit. Do I put it all on Daniel Jones? No, I do not. Do I put all of it on the offensive line? No, I do not. I just don't think this is a great football team, and, and I've got to stop putting these contests and, and even money on the line when it relates to these marginal to mediocre teams. You know, I know we don't play the teams. We play the numbers, but the numbers are attached to the teams. Uh, my one win uh, officially from the show last week was the Raiders at the Chargers, and I thought Brandon Staley was going to Brandon Staley that away from me, but Thanks to the rookie, Aiden O'Connell, I, I managed to get out of it. Raiders covered. That was my one lone win. And then the one, I, I'm not going to dispute it for the record because the show is the show. I put it out Friday night around 10 p.m.-ish on this show every week. I put out my picks, and I had the, the Ravens uh, and Browns, and I had the Browns laying two and a half. Now, I knew that Deshaun Watson had been limited, I knew that he hadn't practiced, but all of the insider reports, all of the info, all of the deets, if you will, had pointed to to him playing. And then on on Sunday, it comes out that he's he's not. And I'm like, well, that that sucks. And so here I am, and I'm taking the L uh, in in my contest. In all transparency, I moved in the Cowboys. 
and I ended up going two and three in the actual contest. But for what I do on this show, because transparency, accountability, all those fun terms is very important to me. I'm taking that as an L for the show. So again, on the season for my pickums, I am going with with a, a one in four score last week. It's totally cool. Um, happens, guys. It, it happens a bunch, and I'm ready to turn the page. And if you're watching live on YouTube, I now have my screen shared. I was filibustering a little bit while I while I got my my picks pulled up. Uh, let's go over them, shall we? Uh, first game. I got Buffalo Bills. They're going to England. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have been in merry old England, jolly old England, whatever the hell England all week. And, and I, their bodies will be used to it. But And London's a cool city, but it's not like an NFL city. It's not like it's, it's, it's a great city in the world. But these guys have been there. They've been away from home. Um, I mean, the Bills are going to fly there, fly right back. And I did a little research. The plane flight from Buffalo, New York to London, England is just a skosh under six hours. And people are making it out like this is a big to do. Well, if you fly from Buffalo to Seattle, it's just a skosh under five hours. So it's not like the longest flight that Buffalo could make. Is it longer? Yes. Is it significantly backbreaking longer? No. And the Bills are bullies. I heard a crazy stat on Josh Allen the other day that out of his 55, I think it was 55, 55 wins in his career, 42 of them have been by more than seven points. I, I didn't necessarily love what I've, what I've seen out of the Jacksonville offense all year. We just saw Buffalo's defense go in and literally smash the Miami offense and my Miami's offense is arguably one of, if not the best in the league. I love that the bills get pressure with four. They don't have to bring a ton of blitzes. I don't love the loss of Tredavious white, but five and a half under a touchdown. I think Buffalo wins this game. I think they win it pretty handily. So my first pick in the pick contest is Buffalo minus five and a half. Let's go to my hometown. Well, not my hometown, but, but the close to the town to where I reside. The Indianapolis Colts are hosting the Tennessee Titans. And in this contest, you see it here on the screen, they are getting two and a half. And I, I think this is one of those wrong team favored. And, and it, it's not because I think Tennessee is bad. I think Tennessee is getting a little too overhyped based off the game last week against the, um, the Bengals playing a hurt Joe Burrow. But I think the Colts look good, and and they play everybody close. Now, could I see them, you know, getting this game, and and and, and getting beat? Yeah, I can. But I think the Colts are going to be in it all the way to the end. They had a huge comeback last week. Tennessee's not a great defensive unit that you would expect under Mike Vrabel. Give me the home dog in their own division. It's, it's always been a positive EV play. Taking the Colts plus the two and a half. And speaking of the AFC South and they're staying in the South, I'm going to take the Texans plus two outright. I think they're going to be outright winners against Atlanta. Uh, I know Desmond Ritter has never lost a home game going back through college. I didn't, again, uh, I like the offensive line. I like the defensive line. I think the, the, the Texans will be more than capable of stopping the running game of the Falcons. And Detroit kind of put the blueprint out there. When you can stop that running game, I mean, they were ultra stuffing the box against 
the the Falcons, daring Desmond Ritter to beat him. I think D'Amico Ryans, who's a great defensive coach in his own right, is going to do the exact same thing. So I'm going to take the Texans plus the two, and uh, I, I really think by the time this game kicks, it'll be a pick. Uh, and then the final game, uh, excuse me, I actually have two more games, the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the well one more time. This is the season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I don't think they're going to boat race them, but I think they've got to put it together. This Arizona team will be feisty. They should have beat the Commandos. They, and I, I'm always going to call them the Commandos. I know they're the Commanders, but on this show, they're the, they're the Commandos. They beat the Commandos, or they should have. They should have beat the Giants. They did beat the Cowboys. And we, we we saw them play the Niners somewhat tough for a few quarters. I just like I, I like taking Joe Burrow in this spot minus the three back to back road games. But this is their season because if they lose this game, then they have to play a very well rested Seattle team coming off of a bye. I think they see this as a make or break spot. And if they are the team that we think they are, I think this becomes a win. And I think they get Jamar Chase and, and, and T. Higgins involved, even though he's got the rib. And I, I think we see a little bit more out of this offense. So Bengals minus three. And then the final one, per the contest, um, it's the Packers plus one. I am going to, if you're watching live on the YouTube, I'm going to remove my little uh, fancy graphic that shows my name and the name of the show. So you can see on the graphic that I did, in fact, get the Packers plus one. And I think that... Uh, Again, I don't. I know home fields worth something, but I think I'm getting the better team. I, I don't hate Jimmy Garoppolo. I know I'm getting the better head coach. This Raiders team, I don't know what the sports books see in them. They continue to get a lot of love. They've got a bad head coach, questionable quarterback. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I. I don't want to fade like every team the same way, but I, I the Packers have been good to me this year, so I'm rolling with the Packers. Let me repick and recap my five picks against this, the spread for the Pick'em Contest this week in case you want to pick one or two of these and, and maybe you want to ride along. Bills minus five and a half, playing the Jags in London. Colts at home, getting two and a half at home against the Tennessee Titans. I'm taking the Texans plus two on the road in Atlanta. The Bengals, I'm taking the Bengals. I'm giving points with the Bengals again on the road, even though they bit me last week. Season on the line. I'm going to go Joe Burr, lay in the three on the road at the Cardinals. And then final one, Packers on the road, getting one point against the um, Las Vegas Raiders. Now, that's a game I'd like to be at. I, I would love, literally love to be out there in, in Vegas. I, I almost had a chance to catch a Vegas game. Maybe I'll tell that story after the break. But before I get into this next and final segment, let's hear a quick word from our friends at Underdog. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically Underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five. Six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. 
So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. Go start picking. Picking on underdog. Um, I tied that right into the player props. Real quick, the Vegas story. So for fall break, we we do we did to do big fall breaks, big, big Christmas breaks in my family because my son's a high school baseball player and they don't get spring break. So when all of our peers and friends are going to the beach in March and April, we're at baseball diamonds. But for fall break, we're going to Las Vegas. And we were initially supposed to fly in on Sunday and the the Raiders were hosting the Patriots that day on Sunday, the whatever that would be, the, the, the 15th. And we had to move our trip day, our departure day from Indianapolis to to the, the Las Vegas city there uh, because of like school stuff. So that kind of sucks. I wanted to see that environment on a Raiders game day. That's what I was talking about before the commercial break. But let's get into the props real quick. Let's uh, let's recap uh, what was another two and one week, six and seven on props for the year uh, after a, a debaucherous start. Feeling pretty good. I'm waiting for that first three and zero week. But this week I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm going to give you my official three, but I want to throw out some that that I also like as well. But last week I had Calvin Ridley. Under five and a half receptions. This one was a literal no sweat bet. He had that first catch for the touchdown, but then he only added two more. He had three. This week is prop numbers down to four and a half. It's not a bet. I'm just bringing that up to say, hey, it's moving. It's moving in the way that I predicted. Um, and part of this was is we've been kind of fading Calvin Ridley here at Player Profiler. So that was a no sweat bet. Logan Thomas. It wasn't a. It wasn't a no sweat bet, but it was another cash. I had Logan Thomas over two and a half receptions. It wasn't easy, but he got the three on the day. And then we're going to chalk this last one up to lessons learned. James Conner, even though he was uber involved in the passing game last year, getting a lot of receptions, it's not translated this year. Why? Joshua Dobbs is a Konami code quarterback. He just doesn't check down. I thought it was going to be super simple. He had he being James Conner, he had one catch on the very first drive of the game. And I thought this was money. The game script went how I thought it was going to go. The Niners were my were my survivor pick. He just, he being Josh Dobbs, just did not involve James Conner in the passing game. Lesson learned, mental note taken. Cannot be uh, betting James Conner passing props the rest of the season. So here you go. I'm going to give you some that I like. You can add these to your portfolio. You can look at them. You can investigate them yourselves. But just real quick, I'll go through these. The, the first one, I like DeAndre Swift. This is not a bet. This is just a lean. DeAndre Swift, I like to go under two and a half receptions. The Rams have been very stingy against pass catches from the running back they've given up less than 10 on the season I, I don't think that's how you attack this Rams defense 
So I, I, I like that one. The juice on that one is 130. I don't, I just, but, but, but I, I like that one that, that, that intrigued me. Miles Sanders under 40 and a half rushing yards. He's got a groin issue. This Detroit Lions defense against the running back has been very good. And I, I, they'll be behind, so they're not going to be pounding the ball. So limited health-wise, tough matchup. I, I, I like that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, under 76 and a half yards. I don't know whether uh, Taylor Swift is going to be in attendance or not, but I just think 76 and a half is a big number. And when I bring big name, household names in there, it's like, of course, they're, they're going to put his prop at 76 and a half. You know, Swifties who have never bet football a day in their life, all of a sudden, you know, we got we to gotta bet on, we got to bet on Taylor's, you know, boyfriend to, to do his thing. And then the last one that, that I lean to, I just can't get past CJ Stroud has the hot hand. Atlanta has not given up a 200 yard passer. Like I think the, the highest was 202 and CJ Stroud's number is 246 and a half. And I just can't, I like it. That's why it's on the like pile. Those are my likes. That's in my like pile. DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, Travis Kelsey, and uh, oh my goodness, the the last game I just mentioned, uh, Shroud, CJ Stroud. Those are the four that I like. They're not official bets. I do kind of have one. Uh, I, I I guess it's it's not an official bet because I only do three, but it's correlated to one of the three. Brees Hall over 15 and a half receiving yards. Denver has given up the second most yards receiving to the running back position this year, 225. And if you're Denver and you try to neutralize Garrett Wilson, what are the other options? And then you had Robert Sala coming out this week and saying, hey, look, the reins are off. The, the governor's off of, off of Brees Hall. He's going to get a full workload. And, and for that, He's the reason I'm pulling this up on on YouTube right now. Is I'm, I'm pulling up my official bets, and, and and here it is. It's it's right here. It's Brees Hall over one and a half receptions. Now we're laying a lot of juice, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to bet more to win more. I'm going to lay the dollar fifty five. I'm going to go Brees Hall over two receptions. I mean, again, the 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 stats with with Denver's pass defense against the running back. It's not great. In four games, they've given up 24 receptions to the running back position. That's that's six a game. I only got to get a third of that six to to get home with this prop. I think this one will be will be gone soon. So if you're even considering this one, get on it quick because I don't think it lasts. But it's Brees Hall over one and a half pass receptions. I am going to pull up my next prop here. Yep, I got to stop doing that. Hayden Hurst. Now, I mentioned earlier, I I do not want I do not want uh Miles Sanders overs. I want Miles Sanders under, but got to got to remove my my overlay here for those of you watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm taking Hayden Hurst over 20, 21 and a half receiving yards. First thing, it ties right into the game script. Carolina's the underdog. Underdogs pass when they're behind. In Detroit, Detroit has given up the most passing yards to the tight end position this year. And they've played games against teams like, you know, Green Bay and Musgrave had an okay game. 
they they played Seattle. I don't remember Noah Fant going ballistic, but they've given up the most tight end yards, 303. That's 75 yards a game to the tight end position. I love that when I'm trying to get 21 or 21 and a half, or in this case, 22. Uh, they did not have a receptions prop out on BetMGM when I was putting this show together. But the 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 last one, let me get this pulled up here. Nope, not that. We'll do it like this. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is my is my final prop of the day. Ryan Tannehill over 215 and a half passing yards. In my experience, I've been to two of the Colts' home games, and as a Colts fan, I watch all of them. Every quarterback except Lamar Jackson has exceeded this number this year, and and most of them have exceeded 216, which is what you would need to win. They have exceeded it pretty easily. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had 242, I believe. Uh, C.J. Stroud had 383. Now, in fairness, the Colts were blowing him out early. He was chucking the ball late, but he threw for 383. And then last week, Matt Stafford threw for right at 300. Lamar threw for 202 in a rainstorm, kind of a comeback game for Indianapolis. So I like Ryan Tannehill. I think Indy will try to neutralize Derrick Henry. They're a lot better against the run than they are against the pass. They're, let's see here, eighth in rush yards per attempt this year. So like I said, I, th- I think they'll they'll hold on to Henry. I would feel even better about this if Traylon Burke suits up. But that's my final prop. Ryan Tannehill over 215 and a half. Lay a buck 15 on the juice. Hayden Hurst over 21 and a half receiving yards. Uh, those are $1.15 as well. And then I laid a lot of juice. That's the name of the show. I named I laid a lot of juice with Brees Hall going over one and a half receptions. That is the show. Uh, looking to get back on our winning ways, get back above 500. I want to finish this season 55% because every season that I do that, I did it two years ago. Every year it tells me that if I wanted to make this a profession, I could. My wife will never go for that. Uh, but that's the juice. And I'm going to get out of here. I want to remind you to please check out our sponsors, Bet Openly, Bet Lively, Underdog, promo code across the board, Underworld. Guys, that is the that is the best way to support the show. If you're looking for action, you're looking for different ways to go about it with Bet Open, Bet Lively, and then of course Underdog. Everybody loves Underdog pickems. Keep them to three. Parlays are hard to hit. Bet with your head, not over it. Have a great week five. I'll be back here next Friday, a very spooky Friday the thirteenth here in October. We'll be going into week six. As crazy as that is to say. Week six, we're almost a third of the way through the NFL regular season, but I've enjoyed it doing it here with you guys on the juice. And until next time, I'll see you guys. Thanks for watching. Follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. Follow the show everywhere. Like, subscribe. Bye-bye now. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. Figure we's a little juice. No, we think that juice. When we add up all those inches, That's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing.
yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.